The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Here in Texas, I know you guys like big stuff, like big steak, and I like big checks, big money. Let's go, Dana White. Moikan wants money. Moikano! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I are, I like that we have a couple of weeks in a row of being together. We have a good show tonight. We'll get to our first guest in just a minute. Doug Allen, the uh, creator of uh, Entourage, very successful career. And he's uh, got a new podcast. I don't know how new it is called uh, Doug's Podcast, Hollywood Ways on Podcast One. And we also have a, a big winner on Saturday night over Alexander Hernandez. Not Moicano. Not Moicano looks so good. And not Moicano. Jimmy, it means yes. no worries. And not Moicano for the rest of your days. I'm just, listen to me. Yes. You know why I'm doing this? Because yes. you were, I know why. I'll tell you why. You're a little down. Don't no, even answer me. No. I'm not down. I'm cranky because of my, my, my equipment is frustrating me. You're a little cranky. So, you know what I do? But I'm not with I you. I put some gasoline on that shit. You hate my singing. Listen to it, you little bird. And not a Moicano. No, Nigga, I'm, I got that. I'm just frustrated. Zone, look at me. I'm frustrated by Zoom right now, not you. All right, Jimmy. Yes, listen man. to me. Yeah. Frustrated. Every, anything but Very. chip, I fucking love you. Why don't we do the Doug? And let's see what's up with Doug. How are you, Doug? I'm good. I'm good. Good game yesterday, but I don't know if we're talking football, but or decent game. I watched it. I liked it. The only thing I could say is I seen the halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I watched, Doug. I'm not a big ball guy. But uh I'll tell you right now. I did like myself some Dr. Dre and Eminem. Well, we had, you know, we had uh, most of the halftime show on Entree. We had Eminem, we had uh, Mary J, we had uh, um, Snoop and 50 on. So the, Dr. Dre was the only one we didn't have on Entourage. So that was cool. And Chuck Liddell on Entourage also. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, and Dice. And Dice. And uh, we just had Juliana Pena on uh, our podcast last week or two weeks ago. So that was Oh, cool. okay. How is your podcast going? You've been doing that for it's a while. It's going great. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be almost, I don't know, Scotty, what, a year and a half or something? I, I think we just hit uh, 11 or 12 million downloads. We're doing good. Did you start it in the pandemic? Yeah, we started in the pandemic. And you have, the, like, a lot of things got started in the pandemic, and then as soon as people go back to life, they're like, eh, I'm kind of sick of but you actually just still like doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's been going great. You know, we've done live shows and you know, we've sold out some theaters and shit, but we're starting, uh, we're starting a new show that we're filming um, that I'm doing with Conley and Dylan next week. So um, it's kind of it's helped us launch a bunch of stuff. It's been cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have a project to do because you had such a success with Entourage. It was, isn't it nice now just to kind of like, you, you know, you don't need money and it's just you're doing things that you love to do. That, that's what I like work with people i want to work with and do it when i want to do it you know so um that being said i'm grinding my ass off like i'm 21 sure. right now because we're, we're shooting the show next uh on the 23rd so 10 days from now uh or less nine days so so what are you what are you shooting another are we go are we going or are we just, oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah oh we're happy. you guys just lure me in i'm gonna start hey. saying some shit oh no we just started talking yeah hey. we just started <laughs> talking yeah hey doug listen i don't know how professional you are but we're the opposite <laughs> yeah i like it I like it. So I'm shooting a new show uh, that I wrote with. Uh, it's going to be Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, Kevin Connolly, Kevin Dillon, uh, Jamie wow. Lynn Siegler, Emmanuel Shrieky, uh, John McGinley, um, Mark Cuban, uh, Breezy. I hope she's my last person that I need to lock down who I do a podcast with who's on the show All American. So we've got uh, Harvey Guillen who's on uh, Reacher, which I don't know if you guys watched that yet, but good show to watch. I heard that's um, doing well on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, it's it's huge on Amazon Prime. It's a good entertaining uh, show. Um, so we're shooting in uh, a week, and we are grinding, and it's um, self financing it, and uh, we're 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 going. So let me let me ask you too, because I think I'm at Martin Sheen's one of my favorite people, yeah. uh, on the planet, and him and Charlie, the did have they done anything together since Wall Street? Yeah, they did, uh, and I'm blanking on what it was. Is was it men at work they did they've done a couple of things okay um but this is gonna be and and the, the good news is martin martin said to me and i'm serious martin sheen said uh this this scene reminds me a little of wall street but better which i oh, i nice. love wall street but yeah. I, that's his quote not mine so uh they've got some good stuff that they're doing together in this and um it's been like a pleasure already to to get to know them so could you tell us the uh the premise of this show the premise is a little like under wraps, but it's a little my last two years of life during this pandemic. Uh, Kevin Connolly starting this podcast business, us getting into it. So it's going to deal with a little of that, but it's really my look at, at Hollywood, how it's changed from 2003 when we started Entourage to how it is now in 2022. So it's got Hollywood elements, but it's still got friendship and all of that stuff that was also present in Entourage, but it's not Entourage. So. Right, right, right. So Martin Sheen, again, I, I could talk about, he, I don't think there's anybody playing a regular person. Like, just like, like uh, in Wall Street, he just played a union rep, uh, a guy like yeah. that. Um, even even in, um, what was the movie that, that Nicholson was in where they played uh, uh, Irish Boston? Rip. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, The Party. Yeah, uh, the, Departed. Yeah, the Departed. Yeah, Martin Sheen just played a cop in that, and he was just like a yeah. regular working guy. I don't think there's anybody better than him ever. So, yeah, and great choice. Obviously, you know, West Wing. You know, he was. Uh, you know, I think he won like four Emmys for that. But just amazing. He's amazing. I mean, we're really lucky to have him. So, but the whole cast we've got is really great. So it's exciting. Do you ever see the incident with him? Um, him and Tony Masanti from like the late '60s. I think it was his first movie where they no. played two guys on a train. It's black and white, and him and Tony Masanti are like terrorizing a train. And Bo Bridges is in it, and uh, I think uh, what was his name from To Kill a Mockingbird? Was that Brock Peters? Is that his name? 
I think so. Yeah. Wait, um, I got to see this. The incident with Martin Sheen is first. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It's from the '60s. It's about what happens when two guys are fucking with all these people and nobody acts and nobody protects oh, wow. each other. It's really good. Yeah. I will check it out for sure. I'm going the opposite way. Ever since Doug said men at work, I can't get it out of my mind. I haven't seen that in eight. Does that hold up, men at work? I'm not, <laughs> by the way, I'm not even sure. It's, it, I'm like giving the right movie. It's I the garbage, seen it. were garbage men, no? Yeah, it was but that was him and Estevez. Yes, the brothers. But it was yes. not even what it was about. It was definitely an 80s type. Yeah, I have definitely not seen it in a long time either. But. I wonder if that holds up. <laughs> Is this a drama or a comedy or a, a combination? Dramedy, you know? Oh, okay. Um, which I think Entourage was as well. I mean, it's it's grounded, realistic characters and then, you know, life as as I see it as the, at the moment, you know? So, um, but there'll be some good laughs. And, uh, you know, I just got off the phone with Kevin Dillon, who's, you know, he calls me when he reads the script and gives me his thoughts, which are always a, a fun time. And then we figure out, you know, I, I work differently than a lot of people do. I work with all the actors and like give them a chance to talk about what they're saying and how they feel about it. And uh, Dillon's going to crush this. I'm really excited. So. Hey, let me ask you, only because you're in the business here. What do you think about every being, every, everything being so, everybody being so fucking uptight lately? I mean, even a, a show like Entourage, I don't know, would that hold up nowadays? Would it's, you know what, it, it's, I just did Andrew Dice Clay's documentary two days ago. Uh, me, Dylan, and Connolly did it. Dice was canceled in 1990, you know? Yeah. Uh, Lenny Bruce was canceled in 1968. This is not new. Uh, what's, what's weirder is, is that you do have social media and you do have the mainstream news that kind of jumps on it so aggressively. So it's funny. Everybody asks about Entourage. And I'm like, well, Succession is, there's a lot of Entourage going on in Succession. But I think the difference is people accept that because they're making fun of these people and saying these, these rich white people are basically assholes. Look, they hate their families. They hate themselves. They're all animals. Whereas Entourage was a group of people who loved each other and were good and whatever. So Right. When they ask me if it holds up, it's just so, you know, I said it this morning and, and I love the Sopranos, but like, you know, Jamie Lynn Siegler, who's also going to be in the show, had an amazing Super Bowl commercial yesterday where they did the opening credits of the Sopranos. But I said to my girlfriend, I said, isn't it funny? And Sopranos is genius. So I'm not even like talking about that. But isn't it funny that everybody's so excited for more Sopranos when that was about uh, uh, domestic violence, uh, murdering psychopath who, you know, kills his children's friends and that's okay and obviously the language and that was worse than entourage as well but because entourage is looked at as like light comedy which is why i say i always saw it as a dramedy i always saw it as a very realistic look at hollywood and i think most of the people who were in hollywood did as well um so it's not a question of what holds up it's a question of how much you're going to listen to fucking idiots you know what i mean and how much you're willing to to tolerate that small group that has a big mouth but um the way I look at it, you know, when I watch a show like Afterlife now, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Ricky Gervais, yeah, yeah. you know, when people like Gervais and Chappelle, when they can do comedy brilliantly, they can walk the line where for the most part, and again, we know Chappelle had a little trouble, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a little trouble, you know, who, however you want to judge that. But, you know, art is supposed to walk a line. Art is supposed to push people and art is supposed to offend some people. And I think uh, that's uh, what it's there for. And that's what helps move culture. And, you know, as I, as you guys know, Entourage was extremely relevant in the culture when it was on then. And by the way, it still is now. I mean, they're playing superhero Jane's Addiction before the Super Bowl. Great song, but they're playing it because it was Entourage and because it, the Super Bowl was in L.A. and because it gives everybody a feeling of that, that Hollywood, you know, uh, aspirational feel that you want. So I feel very good about the fact that, uh, you know, 
Kevin Dillon walked into the Sacramento Kings game the other day, and Sabonis, one of the young stars in the NBA, yells, hey, Johnny Drama. So, yeah, I think it could hold up, and I think at some point we'll do a reboot. But right now we're doing this, and I think it's going to be fun. So, What, what do you think it is, too? Because you know, as a comic, I, I, I hate the culture so much in the way they respond to comedy. What do you think it is that makes people respond like they want to punish people who are trying to be funny, but they want to embrace people who are like uh, portraying violence or rape or domestic violence? It's such a strange thing. I can't really put my finger on what it is. Um, you know, I mean, again, most of the people that are yelling about whatever they're doing, they're trying to give themselves a voice and they're trying to give themselves a purpose and a name and often making money off that by whatever they're doing. So, uh, again, I think on both sides right now, everybody thinks it's just the liberal left that's that's canceling people. But the right does it, too. I mean, you know, Tennessee just just banned a, a, an incredible Holocaust Pulitzer prize-winning uh, graphic novel called Mouse. So it happens on both sides. And I think, you know, when I hear, you know, some of my friends in the in the entertainment business who complain, oh, it's so hard, it's so this, I don't buy into that shit. You you adapt and you or you die. It's just that simple. So you got to figure out a way to 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 make it work. And, and like I said, when you do brilliant stuff like Ricky Gervais is doing, you should listen to some of the stuff he says on that show. And I don't think it's getting a lot of heat um, in terms of, of people trying to cancel it, because I think people just know how good it is and how authentic it is and how real it is. So, hey, hey Doug, you grew up on uh, Long Island? Yeah, Merrick. Dude, we're fucking neighbors, man. I grew up in East Meadow. That's amazing. Oh, nice. 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 How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? A 53. All right. I'm, I'm 47. I'm right behind. <laughs> we, I was going to say, we're right there. That's amazing. Yeah. JFK, class of 86, Belmore. Oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah. All right. And when did you move from Long Island? When did you? I went to Tulane in New Orleans, um, and the day I graduated college, I, I moved to LA. So I haven't been, I haven't lived in Long Island. I was just back in America. I go back every year, and I just, I go back to my old house that I grew up in. I know the guy who lives there now. Um, but uh, when you were a young guy, were you on fucking? Were you at Uncle Sam's? Where were you on the weekend? I, I, you know, I, I did a little Uncle Sam's, but you know, we did all of it when we were in high school with our with our fake IDs that were were easy to get. That I was sprats on the water. You oh, know, I was in all, all all the places. You know, on Long Island, but uh, I, you know, Long Island was a great place to grow up, and uh, I still go back as often as I can. Well, I'm still here. All right, next. Hey, if you're here, <laughs> you get to. I'm, st- I'm not leaving. I'm stuck. I'm staying. <laughs> I it's a great place. Place. Huntington. And I was, oh, nice. You just did your podcast at the Paramount. That's right down the block. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should have come. It's fun. Yeah. Hey, and listen, same goes to you. You want a jujitsu lesson, Doug. I know you like, you ever tried jujitsu? I tried jujitsu. We had, um, so John Cavanaugh was on our, on our podcast. And then uh, he, he gave me a lesson. So I did a lesson and him, Scott Khan's like, um, I don't know what the degrees, how that works, but as a black belt or whatever. So we went to Scott's house and I took the lesson and then, uh, I've got a guy across the street from me, Bamba, who who was teaching me. I probably did 10 lessons. And then, like, all of a sudden, the numbers started fucking going crazy on COVID. And I, I was like, you know what? I'll wait a couple of weeks. So I have to get back into it. I love it. Oh, Absolutely man. love That's it. Great. That's yeah. great. You, train. you watch the yeah. fights, too, right? I watched the fights. Yep. And as I said, we had Juliana on last, last week, who was just like, she's unbelievable. I mean, this woman does not feel like uh, the, the killer she is in the ring. Such a nice, awesome presence, you know? I'll ask both of you guys, too, because there were certain people like Whitaker seems surprised that he lost. And I guess it's different when you're in the cage, when you're watching it. But I'm like, how could he be surprised? I mean, he clearly lost that fight. Well, 
Cle- Go ahead. What do you think, Doug? Before I say anything, I thought it three two easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even like to get too uh, crazy with these fighters and what they, what they you know. But uh, I agree. I agree. I thought Izzy won, but I wouldn't have been surprised the way because he got the takedowns. It, I wouldn't have been surprised if it went to Robert. It wasn't like it's kind of on. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was uneventful because it was very strategic. Yeah. The first round, I was very, I was afraid for Robert. Not only did he get knocked yeah. down, but he looked, yeah. he looked, he looked in his eyes. Yeah. Not like between rounds, like, yeah. But he looked concerned. Yeah. He didn't yeah. look like a. But then it was amazing how he started to gain confidence. I started seeing him use a double jab. He started mixing in the takedowns, and it's amazing. It's like the correction. And, and the mindset, the difference between the first round and the second, and he started to grow off that. And then the fifth round might have been his best round. So it was interesting. I, I just, I always hate when it comes, I, I just wish it didn't come down to the decisions ever. I just, I, I mean, it always ruins it for me. And even, you know, uh, you didn't really watch the game yesterday, but even in the Super Bowl, it's tough that there were two, two really yeah. horrific, one non call and one call that affected the game so much. I, I, I hate that. You would think just with computers at this point, we could figure out how to just move them out of it, you know? Are they not allowed to? Um, are they not allowed you, on a penalty? Are you not allowed to ask for replay? Because the face mask was really obvious, and then that holding call in the end zone or at the end zone was was really a shit call. I, I'm pretty sure you can't challenge uh, penalties. I, I'm, I, I I may be passing. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But obviously they would have challenged because the the Ramsey one was ridiculous. And then I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, which you know Aaron Donald really saved that game. Uh, Ramsey fell down again, and Jamar Chase was wide open. If if Burrow had another second, he could have uh, he w- he would have had a wide open touchdown. Of Rick was that when Chase. he threw over his head? Was that the one that went it over was the when, head? Uh, no, when Aaron Donald like sacked him and he just flipped it as you know he just tried to get rid of it at the end oh. of the game, the last play of the game. So. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, um, you're, you're a big sports guy, Doug. I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, out of all of them, which is your favorite? Uh, football, baseball, the watch. You know, what? it's so hard to say. Like growing up, hockey was really my sport. Islanders, um, Islanders. I mean, I can tell you every single Islander and their number from like seventy-eight to eighty-six. I mean, every single one, like like off the top of my head, you know. And, oh, wow. Uh, you know, maybe you know Clark Gillies died, you know, a couple of weeks ago, which was, you know, that was my childhood. The Knicks and the Islanders were really like the biggest thing to me. But now, NFL football, especially, I mean, this last two months was so amazing. But I like it all, even though I, and I love baseball too. That's probably the least that I watch, but uh, I, I like watching it all. I love basketball and I love the fights too, but I like, I like good fights, you know? Do you go to them? Do you ever, going to fights, the energy is so much different than watching. Yeah. Have you been? I've been to a bunch of, of UFC fights. I've been a, to a bunch of boxing matches. Um, it's still though, you know, the energy is amazing, but I do like to see every replay and every right. angle and, and I do, especially when there's a good announcer, I like to hear what they're saying. Because especially in UFC, I don't understand. I mean, I actually watched Kavanaugh and Scott Kahn rolling around on the ground for an hour. I mean, and, I, I, you know, John's bigger than Scott Kahn is, but Scott, he said Scott's the real deal, like knows his stuff. And it was hard for me to even know who was, who was winning and what was happening, you know. So, so I, don't like to, I don't like to analyze UFC like I really know what I'm talking about because I don't. Um, but I do like to watch it. Watching those guys, like when you when you watch some of the announcers, and and Matt, I'm sure you could do this too. They're anticipating what somebody else is doing as they're kind of both fainting. They they understand that language in a way that you just you don't understand it if you're not a fighter. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like somebody a retired football player being an analyst or whatever. They lived it. Right. Like I've done it for half my life. I mean, list almost thirty years. So you know, it's it's 
It's what we know. And listen, if I was on, I, unless it's soccer or or hockey, I'm not I'm not talking too much during a football game or fucking. I don't know shit with anything. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like the small particulars that you guys love, and I'm like, you know, I'm just asking like to pass the wings and shit because I don't really know anything. Right, right. I still feel like I mean on a boxing match, I feel like I have more uh, more to add than on a UFC thing. I mean, they're doing so much shit. <laughs> um, you know, and, and there's so many different types of skills that are being utilized in these fights that, you know, it's hard. And honestly, like doing, uh, 10 lessons of jujitsu, you know, I mean, I was just amazed at this stuff, you know, and then, and, and like, it's something I definitely regret that I didn't do it growing up, you know? Yeah. It's a, it, there was, we couldn't have done it. I mean, a lot of, I mean, as far as the jujitsu, we couldn't have done it growing up, you know, especially in Long Island, there wasn't yeah. around, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It didn't get yeah. there until like the, uh, the mid '90s. So yeah, well, that's when Scott started. So he's so even even early grown up. I still mean grown up like in my twenties. Oh yeah. Know? Now that I'm fifty, like I, I consider that yeah. when I was a kid. You know. Do you like um, like Do you watch uh, like those the thr- those thriller fights like of like Jake Paul fighting MMA guys and this kind of mix and match, or or do you no. prefer just pure boxing? Yeah, I, I haven't watched them. I, I mean, it's not that I have anything against it or care. I just didn't find myself interested in it, you know? And especially, like, you know, I want to see, when I, especially boxing, when I see boxing matches, I want to see the great guys and I want to see them fight. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I did watch Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, you know, which uh, yeah. I couldn't believe, couldn't believe how good Mike looked um, yeah. and, and really was kind of scared for Roy that, that, that he would hurt him. But uh, now I like to watch guys in their prime. I like to watch athletes at their best. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, listen, what Jake Paul's doing, I, I've got nothing but respect for it. And God bless him, you know, and, and as a marketer and as someone who's created a persona, it's it's incredible. But it didn't, didn't really interest me, though. It's crazy that Tim and his brother, a lot of people who aren't interested will, like, buy it just to see if they get their ass kicked. But you're right. It's brilliant <laughs> yeah. marketing. It, it's not he's not afraid of people not liking him. It's no different than wrestling ones, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're making themselves out to be, you know, the 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 guys that you want to hate, but sure. uh, they're making millions of dollars doing it. You know, it's depressing. Uh, and I believe I seen this on your, um, on your Instagram. I seen it all over the place. I, the director Ivan Reitman died today. Oh, that's bad, man. I don't know. I grew up on Ghostbusters and stuff like yeah. that. Well, it's, you know, you, maybe, you know, um, you know, town park theater, um, the, the movie theater that was a town park in Merrick. Do you know that theater? When there was, like, oh yeah, famous, I do. I do know letters. that. So, and, and, I mean, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, but in like 1984, I think that's the right year. I believe it's 84, but like Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke was coming out. It might have been actually 82, maybe. But I, I go to that theater with all my high school boys who are still my friends from Merrick, and we go to see Cheech and Chong. And when the movie ended, they said, hang out, we're going to show a second movie. And I remember I had to call my parents and tell them the, the projector broke and it wasn't over yet. I, I'm totally lying. <laughs> and, and Stripes came on, you know, which is Ivan Reitman. and um I, that movie when i saw that movie the first time i was like i want to make fucking movies like this is you know the kind of shit i want to make and and everything about it harold ramus who, who wrote that and you know and bill murray um so you know it's uh when those guys like i'm sure you are with some of your fighting heroes when when a, when a guy like i write but especially young because he's 75 he's still young to me you know um yeah He's, he's a guy that I grew up and really wanted to like emulate and be and, and, and kind of make the stuff that he was making. So it's very sad. Well, he directed Meatballs, too. I mean, yeah. what, I'm looking back. What, what a crazy uh, junior kindergarten cop. Do you know who was really sexy in um, Stripes? What was her name? PJ Landers. Do you remember her? <laughs> of course I remember. I've seen the movie. I know every line of that movie. I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> who was the brunette? Who was the brunette? 
Uh, what's her name? The actor? I don't I, remember. I, yeah. On the spot. I definitely don't remember the actor's name. I should, but uh, I know no. most of her lines. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, PJ Souls. Uh, no, no, PJ Souls is the one girl, and the other girl, uh, Sean Young. Oh, I didn't know that was Sean. Was it Sean Young? Well, Say Sean right. Young. I said PJ Landry's yeah. a comedian. Well, Sean I know. Young, Sean Young became, <laughs> actually, Sean Young became a big star after that, but that's right. It was kind of a small part, but the, you know, it's the lines in that movie, you know, that, that Ramis and Reitman that they crafted and stuff. It was just one of the funniest movies of all time, you know? What's his name was great in that with John Candy was, um, John Larroquette, uh, yeah. shut up. Okay, yeah. sir. Yeah, it's really funny, man. John Very Candy was movie. so great in that movie, too. Did you know him? Did you ever met, I, remember, I never met John Candy. Never met him. Never met him, unfortunately. I loved him. Yeah. He was a good, serious actor, too. Like, uh, he was in, like, Only the Lonely was good. Some of the stuff he did, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, even yeah, though it's a I great mean, comedy. He's really a good he'll actor. Make you, he'll make you cry in Planes, Trains, you know? I know. Yes. And we still hands. quote, all my high school friends will still, you know, quote stripes, you know? I swallow a lot of uh, aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> I mean, like, we're saying that's 40 years ago. We're still talking. <laughs> yeah. That was great. So, uh, Doug, people want your podcast. Uh, we have actually uh, Hanada Makana uh, coming on in just a moment. Where can people get it, and, and who do you have coming up, and what would you like people to know about your show where they can see it? Uh, Victory the Podcast. Uh, we have had everybody from, uh, you know, like I said, John Cavanaugh, DK uh, Metcalf, Julius Randall, Mark Cuban, all the people from Entourage have been on it. And, um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's more than us just talking about Entourage. It's us talking about our 25 years of friendship and all the stuff that goes on in the in the business and our lives and it's a lot of fun we'll probably get uh super bowl champion andrew whitworth in the next uh in the next couple of days because he's a friend of the podcast and we've had a bunch of the rams on so obviously we're all happy about that so well look it's good talking to you and uh come back again man it's, it's nice to have guys who are like true fight fans come on too uh and are able to talk fighting and good and good luck with the podcast and again i'm very psyched to see what this show that you're doing is because your cast is absolutely incredible so I, I cannot wait to see this thanks a lot guys i appreciate it i'll talk to you soon you want any jujitsu in long island when you're visiting some family you hit me up doug i'm absolutely going to 100 right. awesome. right, thanks a lot guys all right be good take care man the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand do you want a beautiful lawn Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Look at this guy. Hey, what's up, guys? Renato, how are you, man? Very good. How about you guys? You look good, man. You got a little nothing, a little, little scratch. Yeah, thank you, for, thank you for having me here. You guys are legends. Thank you so much. Hey, dude, we're, we're big fans. Yep. We are big I fans. Don't, I don't believe it. 
I love that. <laughs> not only do I love, I love your, your whole skill set, but I'm a jujitsu man. I know. I love that. That rear naked choke on the face, on his ah, on his jaw. That's either tap or you're just, you're not, you might, you go to sleep, but you're going to have no jaw. Your jaw is going to be broken. So you made him say uncle from that. And you know what I noticed about you lately, Anato? Even when you win, you're still fired up. You're still, ah, give me some money. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Tell me, tell him why you're mad. First of all, I'm going to show people from my Instagram that I'm with Matt Serra. Woo! This guy is a fucking legend. Hey. This guy's a fucking legend. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh. Dude, Matt Serra, you're a fucking legend. You, you are a world champion. You, you just beat GSP. Oh my you God. know? You, and I watch all your fights. I watch you, you and Tooth. The ultimate fight that you won. The ultimate Thank fight. you. I know. You're making me Thank fun. you so much. Thank you so Dude, much. I'm happy you're here. Me and Jimmy. Yeah. Talking Jimmy, about thank you so much, Jimmy. Thank hey. you so much. But this guy's a fucking legend. He's making me so happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jimmy, because you know how much I like Hinato. And I mean, yes. Of course. I know you do. Of course. Of and, course. Uh, Hey, man, Alex Hernandez, Alexander the Great, he's a great fighter. He yes, really he is. is. He's yes. explosive. But yes. I love the way you utilized how to do, how you distributed your weight on him. I mean, when he went to explode up, a failed Jimmy, a failed get up is just as bad as a failed takedown. It's exhausting. Yeah. So Leonardo was like chipping, chipping down, a, cutting down a tree. Like he was like, he went to explode up and then you take him back down and he he started to slow down, and you were just on him very methodical. Was the game plan to feel him out, or was it to end up to, was it to end up getting a submission or get him to the floor, or did you plan on standing up? What was the mindset? No, my, my game plan was to took him down and submit him in the first round, and I know that I could, you know, and and but he he surprised me like because we are jujitsu guys and. For me, like in Brazil, we don't have wrestling, you know? We don't have... So that's why I'm wearing that that wrestling, Steve Moko, oh. you know? American top team. And they, ha they have been working so much. We they have been uh, helping me so much. Steve Moko, Mike Brown, great wrestling quotes. And with the wrestling, my jiu-jitsu got even better, you know? In the first round, I, I put him in a body lock, took him down. And he scrambled, and I did it again, you know. And, and I was feeling really, really good. And the game plan was to put him on the ground, but he had a really good escape, you know. Like uh, he got up really fast. And in the gym, I, I used to take people down and hold them down. Yeah. But I give the credit to Hernandez, you know. But I, I knew even if he got up, he's gonna be exhausted from from the like like you are saying, you know. So in the second round, I started to, to throw big punches and and I submitted him in the, in the second. So you weren't you weren't discouraged when when he got back up. You just figured, okay, he's he's more tired, and, and I know I'll get him in the second. Yeah, like I said before, I, nowadays I see in fights people trying to take people down, and when they see they can't, like they get frustrated or they get tired. But I have been doing so much training American top team, like wrestling and caging training, like in the walls. You, you see in the fight, I keep do I keep going, I keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't get tired. You know why? Because I train so much and I and I'm prepared for the lightweight right now. You know, I, I put some weight and I'm ready to to shock this division. Uh, it's now this is this is this is great because that was 
I, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't really pick up on it now that you're saying it. You've always had phenomenal jujitsu, very slick guillotine, um, very dangerous on the floor, and your striking's always been world class. The missing ingredient was the fucking wrestling gym. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what it. was missing. So that's so great that you got to utilize that. So, and then not only that, when he did get back up, you're such a good striker that you just started out striking him. So this is very exciting. Do you feel a lot stronger at lightweight? Do you see, do you feel the difference? I feel the difference. I feel the difference. You know, nowadays I'm, I'm, uh, I'm training with like uh, 185s, 170s. For this training camp, I did a lot of sparring with 170s, guys from PFL, guys from Bellator, you know, really good wrestlers. So I knew I, I will be ready for this fight. And, I, and I'm ready for whatever fight, whatever fight they want me to, you know. I'm sorry, my English is bad. But, <laughs> but, but you know, man, I, I, I have been working hard, putting some work in the gym, training with the best guys. You know, if I see a guy is doing the gym, I train with him. And I know this is going to pay some dividends for me in the future. And I know I'm going to be in the top of the division soon. What's the most weight you've cut the day before the fight? Uh, like back in the day or today? Uh, back in the day overall, what's uh, the most? Like uh, 13 pounds, something like that. Crazy, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. Your whole, your whole career you fought at 145. 45. One time I fought at 135 in Brazil at one time. And I five eleven, you know, I'm almost I almost six foot. But people in Brazil were doing wrong. They were saying, "Ah, you have you have you have to have the reach advantage." But it's not just about that, you know. You have to feel good. You have to recover to feel strong. And at the lightweight, I'm feeling that, you know. The reach advantage, you know, like we talked a minute about uh, um, Adesanya against Whitaker. And that type of, he had a seven inch, I think seven inch reach advantage. There you can kind of see it because a lot of times Whitaker almost has to like double step and lunge in. But most times I don't think it makes that the difference like that. that that's an extreme example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. Did you watch that fight at all? The Whitaker fight? Did you watch it? Or no. Or they get you right out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. I go, I go right straight away to the hotel. And I was like uh, calling my, my, my friends, my parents. And, you were on yeah. cloud nine. You were on cloud nine. Your head was in the clouds. Yes. Yes. After a victory like that, how does yeah. it feel? It feels out of this world. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's like a drug. You know, I feel like so pumped. I feel so, so happy. And, and I start to talking shit like that, you know, and my English is no good, but I don't care. You know, I just talk, talk and talk and. To, to see, I, I'm I'm really blessed to be a fighter. I'm really blessed to be in UFC. So I have to I have to put my work. I have to say what I want, and I have to live my life. You know, that's it. And you're hoping for uh, you want a top fifteen guy uh, for your next opponent. I, I hope so. I hope so. You know, I hope. Uh, I, I I saw on Twitter people uh, asking me if I would fight like Tony Ferguson. Of course, I know maybe he has like a. a they they trying to set up a fight with him and Chandler, but if not, I can fight Riddell. Riddell, you know, he's top fifteen. He lost to Fiziev. I lost to Fiziev to Fiziev too. But but I was a top five in the featherweight. You know, when I when I went to the fifty five, I was number seven. You know, so I, I should be in this ranking. I want to see my name in this ranking because, like you say, Hernandez is a tough guy. Everybody knows him. He delivers the fights. And look what I did with him. You know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I want, to, I want people to 
to know my name, you know, and, and I have to work for that. And I want a good, a, a good fight next. Well, you're a pretty, I mean, you're, you're, you're a humble guy. And, you know, do, do you see sometimes the guys that are very uh, loud or very uh, vocal getting fights that they want easier because they're so vocal about it? Yes, of course, it's the business and I'm trying to adjust my talk to the business. You know, I'm not, not going to be an asshole. I'm not going to be cursing to people, but I wanted my space and I deserve my space. Like I said before, I was number five, number four. You know, I fought Jose Aldo. Uh, he's a, he's a, a great athlete, great fighter, you know, but right now it's my time in the lightweight. And like you guys watch on Saturday night, I'm ready. You know, I am, I'm ready for this division and I want the big names, I want the big money. You know, it's the time to capitalize. Shit, man. Listen, now with your new res improved wrestling, sky's the limit, man. I can't wait this because now you're just totally well-rounded. So I'm so excited. Where are you? Are you living in Florida now? I don't I'm living in Florida now. I'm living in Boca Raton. Like, uh, it's, it's close by the, the gym. So I spend my whole day in the gym training training wrestling i like to train with wrestling a lot because i i didn't have the experience but right now i'm feeling better i feel like this helped my game so much even mentally evenly in this the conditional side and all that side then i keep doing my jiu-jitsu my gi you know my boxing yeah. everything put all together you know brazil usa let's go <laughs> that's so that's how was the how was the the um the move did you move right from brazil you went from brazil to florida yeah i moved to brazil for florida it was hard you know because i i like so much brazil i, lo I love to be surrounded by my family my friends everybody that i know since as a, i was a kid but uh, you know when i got in the ufc i didn't even train in grappling i just trained in jiu-jitsu you know so i was training like mma and training gi but it's completely different you know and right here in america top team I have a, a, a whole routine of grappling, jiu-jitsu, all that stuff. And man, I, I'm getting better. You can ask for uh, everybody on the gym. They know they know what I will do in this division. And I, I let you guys know I'm I'm like excited for the next one, you know, and I want a big name, like I say, but let's go. UFC is the best in the business. They know what they do. So I, I'm 100% down with what they want you know if they want a top 15 okay if not that's okay too i just want fight and i just want to make money yeah and uh where in brazil uh, brazilia the capital you know i've only been to rio ah the rio yeah rio is a beautiful city but it's like in the middle is the capital it's where the politics are you know the po politics Crazy. Is Rio more for tourists is Rio more of a yes, touristy area 100 yeah. brazil is not a tourist area Rio is beautiful. Everybody knows Rio, you know, but Brasilia, no. It's That's in the more for like people who live there. Yeah. Yeah, um, there, yeah. And did you say, and I don't want to misquote you, did you say that you don't think a lot of times that Brazilian fans give as much credit to the athletes as they should? Yeah, I think so. I think because uh, right here in America, I, I see like people, they treat the sport different, you know? I saw a lot of like uh, court for the kids to play. In Brazil, we don't have that too much, you know? I know it's a, uh, money problem we, we don't have money but still like you guys support your athletes and i feel like brazil they are they are always trying to to push back the athletes you know even when we are kids of course our parents everybody wants the best for us and they say don't be an athlete this is not going to give you money you're not going to be successful so 
be, I say that because I have friends like are much better than me in jiu-jitsu and boxing and they cannot and they cannot like fight because they don't make money you know so I'm I'm helpful that I'm getting UFC that I can live with that you live off that so that's why I, I was asking people to recognize people in Brazil to 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 try their best to to because we have great talent in Brazil you know we just have to show up these guys to the world so Renato, to get to know you away from MMA, when you're not training, what do we like to do? Movies? You like bowling? What do you like? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, back in the day, I just used to think, just used to think in training, training all the time. Nowadays, I bought a PC and I'm playing like video games too, like CS:GO, you know, and, and some Call of Duty because you have to put your mind in all this, in all this stuff. Other than that. I like to watch like YouTube, like crypto, you know, money. I like to, to, to watch video of stocks because video of how to manage my money because I didn't learn that, you know, in the school or nobody taught me. So I, I'm trying to like play games and be smart with the money. That's what I'm doing. Crypto is hard. Crypto is hard. I, I dabbled a little bit, but it scares me because I, I don't understand how it works. I just bought some, but it, it scares the shit out of me. Are you, do you yeah. know all about it? Yeah, I'm trying to do, I, I did a lot of, uh, I don't know how to say, like course, course, I did yeah, a yeah. lot of, uh, and I'm starting to understand the, the concept, and it's re it is really great, it's, it's like decentralized, you don't have to trust anybody, because like, uh, you, they have the whole, the whole, I don't know how to, to speak in English like that, but, but I trust that, and it's hard because sometimes let you down, you know, but in the end of the day, in the long time, you're going to get money, you know, so I'm trying to invest a little bit in crypto, understand the platforms, understand what's going to be from now, 10 years from now. So I'm trying to be smart. I tr I'm trying to save my money. I try to invest my money and live the American dream, you know. <laughs> you know who knows a lot about crypto? Ben Askren ben has Askren. a podcast. Yeah, he, he knows a lot about crypto. Oh, that's nice. I, I would love to talk. Yeah, to if, him. if you know, I don't know. My, I, I emailed him once and he helped me out, but I, I don't know. But if you know him, he's a good guy to talk to. Ah, okay, I, I will try. Oh shit, man! You're not a movie guy. You watch any movies? I I like to watch movies, like uh, but but my my son born, you know, in Brazil, I I used to go to the movies all the time. But right here, it's just me and my wife, you know, and and, and we cannot, we 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 are not going to the movies or, or because we don't have family here, and my wife don't trust anybody. I say no, let let let's uh, hide a, a babysitter or something, and she's like, no, 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 my son is just me or my or or or, or family, you know. That's a good mother. That's yeah, a good, that's that's a good, a good wife. I'm telling you, that's good or not. My wife wouldn't do that either. Yeah, yeah, too many yeah. weirdos out there. I'm not having that. My mother would have. My mother would have just let me sit with a stranger in the car. <laughs> she went. <to> <laughs> no, my wife. She's really. She's really like uh, take care a lot, you know. So when when we go back to Brazil, uh, we can like uh, be more free. But right now, it's just about training, make money, take care of the family. How does your wife like the move? How did she like the move here? I know she's supporting you and everything, but was that a rough one? Yeah, it's a rough one, but she like more than me. She loves America, you know. She loves America. She really loves America. Yeah, because in Brazil right now the things are are bad and and, and it's really violent. You, so 
So sometimes she gets afraid to go to the grocery alone, you know, or, or walk alone in Brazil because there is so crime. And right here, she can like do all that stuff alone, you know, and, and she doesn't. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So she loves America and, and I love too, but I miss Brazil more than, than she, you know, you know, they hear. Yeah, that's, that's, do you plan on staying or what do you plan on doing? Yeah, I'm staying. I'm, I apply for the green card. I'm waiting on them. You know, but uh, like America is great. You know, I want to. My son's American, so I want him to to go to the high school, all that stuff, and college yeah. here, and have good opportunity. And I, I just want to to be home with my family and be happy. Yeah. Did, did you always want to fight? Like when you were a, uh, a kid, what did you did you know you would fight when you got older, or was there something else you wanted to do? No, like my family, they they are all crazy all crazy my family you know so my uncle my father they used to brawl on the streets you know in brazil they are really crazy because they were they are they're, they they like to go to the bars and drinking you know and sometimes i watch them fighting big mistake big like uh uh no good but i was like ah, i want to be like that you know <laughs> i want to be like that i don't know why one time i saw my uncle beating like three guys in the street because of a uh, uh, bar in a fight and i thought man i want to be like him you know but i i did the the, the right thing yeah you know i i went to the jiu-jitsu school to boxing school and i fight professionally i don't like street fights but back in the day in brazil it was really common you know people fighting the streets and i thought like ah this is nice but nowadays i feel like uh, it's not worth it you know it's better go to the a cage or a ring yeah. And, and like be safe Smart. and try to yeah and try to not be dumb what does your family think of your success they, especially your father your uncles they must be like oh look at this they are my my biggest fans you know my father and my uncles they support me a lot when i lost they cry you know they are like uh they feel i, I show them you know they they feel like it's good for them and and man, I love my family. I, I really love Brazilians. They are really emotional and they like support each other. I love my family and I do everything for them. Was the neighborhood you were in, was there a lot of fighting in your neighborhood when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not from a, from a bad neighborhood. You know, I was not like a, from a ghetto or bad, bad neighborhood, but back in the day in Brazil, it's, it, it was really uh, common fightings, you know? I was I was in a good school, but even in school, people used to fight all the time, you know, all the time. So you have to learn, and and, and when everything and when you are fighting like every day, you like fighting, you know. So I thought, ah, I'm gonna do jujitsu and I'm gonna beat these guys, and I ended up being a professional fighter, and, and I love it, man. I love it. Now, when you were a kid in high school fighting, did you win most of them or did you lose a lot? most of the fights that I did like uh one one I win but sometimes people I, I got beat sometimes like uh in parties you know one time one time in a party like three or four guys beat me up you know yeah. <laughs> this has happened too in some time but but usually when I was fighting only one guy I I would win but three or four of them, yeah. Yeah, no, you cannot do that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you start first? Your 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 striking or your um or your jujitsu? No, I started in judo. I was like five years old, but like uh, I really started in jujitsu. I was eleven years, eleven years old, and 
I start to to do boxing with 15 or 16 or something like that. And so I started in jiu-jitsu, you know, but but like I was saying before, I always I always have been good in jiu-jitsu, but my trouble is to take the guys down. So my 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 first fight in UFC, I didn't take I, I didn't shoot for takedowns because uh, it was so hard for me if I didn't get the guy down. I I, I got so tired. Then I thought I have to be like a striker. I just go to the ground if the guy falls, you know. But nowadays I can force the takedown. I can shoot for takedowns and no problem. If I don't get tired, the guy gonna get tired. Does it feel like a new toy? Yes, yes, man. I'm, that's why I'm so excited about wrestling. You know, I like to learn, and, and like every time I learn a new move, you know, I feel like I I want to to repeat that move the whole day. You know, and wrestling is like that. And it's so good against the cage with your long arms. You get other, you just lock. There's some things in the cage. That's why John Jones, like with DC, like DC's the better wrestler. But against the cage with those long arms, you can get underneath their butt. Once you get there, there's, there's no sprawling. Once yes. you got that underneath the butt up against the cage, you're done. So with your long arms, yes. you can really utilize that like you did the other night with Alexander. And I'll tell you right now, even in an explosive division, like the lightweight division, Alexander and Hernandez is one of the more explosive type guys. Yes. So wild that you were able to control him and, and get to his back. 100%. put him down with the strikes. So. 100%. He, he's really explosive. That, that's why I'm, I was like surprised with him, you know, because usually I put, put, I put people on the ground and they cannot get up. Like uh, I did with Jay Abbott, the, the English strike. I put him on the ground and two hounds controlling him. But but like you say, it's it's funny because sometimes Monday I go to the wrestling uh, classes and sometimes there is only wrestlers, like pure wrestlers, not not uh, MMA fighters. And when you go with them in the middle of the mat, the mat is one thing, you know. It's really hard to, to put them on the ground or do something. But like you say, when you put them on the cage, it's another whole world, you know. So you have wrestling and you have MMA wrestling. It's like boxing. You have boxing, boxing wrestling with the fights, you know, shoot for takedown and punching. So MMA is a new whole world and I can learn from everything. You know, that's why I'm excited. Wow, it's very exciting. Even the striking to the takedowns is different than just straight up wrestling. Um, one of our fighters, Marab, he was going with this wrestler and the wrestler was getting way better of him. And then they did the sparring. Yeah, and Rob was owning him with the takedowns, and it's a different world. Different, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, I mean, listen, I can tell you're excited. So that yeah. makes us exciting because it's like a new toy. You already shown what you do with your hands. You've shown brilliant jujitsu. Now your wrestling's phenomenal. It's just, it's very exciting. A lot of, lot of good matches up, matchups at 155 for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the same. Well, it was good. Congratulations on a great win. Um, he's not an easy fighter, and you really. You look terrific on Saturday, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you again. It was really fun getting to know you. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you so much, Matt. Definitely. It's a pleasure to, to meet you guys. You know, if you need me, just just text me. I'm going to be here every day. Anytime. All right, we'll talk to you before your next fight, man. We look Absolutely. forward to it. Thank you so much. All Take right, care, thanks, man. Take care. Very nice, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? In all, honestly, most guys we have on. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Or are, but yeah, he was a particular. You hear how excited he is about yeah, that yeah. wrestling. And that, it's, that's funny because think about it, Jim. He's always shown great striking and he's always shown great jujitsu, but that was the one missing element. And that could really just change his, the whole course of his career. You know what and I mean? And the fact that he has three wins, like his three out of his four fights, he's won at, at lightweight and they're all submissions shows you he's got to feel strong. Um, even though he won uh, at, at 145 uh, with submissions, when you see some guy uh, go up a weight and win three uh, three out of the first four fights all by submission, I mean, he has to feel a lot like a lot a lot stronger. 100%. 100%. We'll have him back on. Uh, Jimmy, before I forget, because I am a little ADD-ish, um, I just want to say congratulations on a on – a, I'm not done, Jimmy. It wasn't. Oh. But first of all, you know, on all your success, of course. But I want to say on a great career to Roxanne Modafferi. Yes. And first of all, great last fight. I mean, uh, Casey O'Neill, I hold in very high regard. And I, I know, first of all, that doesn't go down any because she's awesome. I like your attitude. What am I? The, you ever boom me? Want me to be the bad guy? Fuck everybody. I like you. Mean, <laughs> she's a riot, dude. She don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. I love that. You know why? Because this is the right place to do it. That's right. That shit out of fucking anywhere else. You do that in the cage. So she's made for that. But I'll tell you, Roxanne, always, when you're thinking she's got her, oh, man, this, this looks like a a fight that, could, you know, is going to be a one-way, This you know, just a one-sided fight. And she's in there scrapping with these younger girls. And yeah. and, and she's always putting up a, a great fight. And, and this was a great, she, this was a really good fight for her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, great last and, fight. Uh, you know, Casey won. Props to her, but Roxanne had, you know, she walks out holding her head up high, split decision loss. Yeah. But, uh, you know, congrats, Roxanne, on a great career. I, I know her personally. She's a nice girl, very nice girl. And uh, that's great, man. I'm happy for her. Yeah, congratulations. Um, it was it was a great night. The whole the whole card was great. And by the way, um, congrats to Cannoneer, Jared Cannoneer, who I think should get the shot next. Uh, he looked really good. Not only um, look, well, and Derek's funny because Derek, had moments where it's like, oh, now he's yeah. gonna have his time. But I'll tell you, it shows. Kanye shows that man. He gets taken down. He's not just taking taken out. Yeah, and you gotta right. remember when he fought Robert. When he fought, I believe when he fought Robert Whitaker, he had a bruised ulna nerve early on. I know what that's like, Jimmy. I had that in my my GSP fight, the second one. It's like you feel like you're elbow down. You can't feel. It's weird. Weird. It's like an extreme. Like you have a sleep a dead arm. Like you have a sleep. Oh yeah, arm. yeah, yeah. It's like your arm falls asleep. It's like that, but fighting with it. It's like a ghost arm. Like you don't right. even feel it. It's weird. So I know what that's like. So for him to fight, like how many rounds with that Robert Whitaker? Who knows how that fight would have went otherwise? Right, right. So I don't know. I'm 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 a big fan of Jared Cannonier. Yeah, he looked but, uh, great. I thought Derek was going to win. Derek had moments where 
He showed why he's been having success as of lately. Sure. And, you know, Cannonier, to his pro to his credit, was in some pretty shitty positions. Yeah. And he got out. He not only got out, he got up, and then he started doing damage right away. A lot of guys get a little gun shy if they're getting taken down. Not Jared Kennedy. And Matt, we should also congratulate another fight we both got wrong. Tai Tuivasa, not only uh, is his punching power incredible, but he Lewis landed on him. Derek Lewis landed shots on Tuivasa, and he landed some really good short, hard punches. And uh, when Ty was on the ground, he had Ty in trouble, I think, a couple of times. And Tuivasa survived it um absolutely that devastating elbow and put him out so that incredible win for Ty Tuivasa yeah you know who won with that one the fans oh, Matt you couldn't have said it better <laughs> well Jimmy that's what we wanted out of like Francis and Derek Lewis but these guys pulled the trigger a little bit of a feeling out period and then sure. it was like Derek said at the uh Derek Lewis said at the press conference you know swang and bang I think he said yeah <laughs> but uh i felt bad for derek though i love him and I, not that he lost because tuivas is good i felt bad that he got dropped in houston because he you know obviously let me tell you did i ever tell you the story about your buddy me and the east coast curse dude i never fight maybe yeah. he shouldn't fight in houston i was thinking that yeah anytime i fought in, in, in on the east coast i'd lose even fights i think i should have won you know I only lost once in Vegas to Matt Hughes, and we all know I didn't lose that. <laughs> Not really fucking right. But uh, anyway, listen, Jimmy. Who, fights, who does Tuivasa get next? Does he fight Dawkins next, or does he go way up? Like, he just beat the number three guy, and they devastated Curtis him. Blades, I think, is a bad fight for him. Oh, Blade, yes. Yeah, I agree. That's a tough fight for him. Man. It is, yeah. I think so. Because that that's – Curtis Blades is that guy that's, like, right there. Yep. Just, is just then, then, like – is about to get his shot and then something drastic happens and well he was a tough fight for derek lewis until derek just threw that again made that smart shit. move that up but that was a that was a he knew where the head was gonna be yeah that wasn't a hail mary up right 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 you know what i mean so that's where i give derek credit and derek was in that fight with taya to vasa he was in there yeah he was but uh whoo that elbow that, that might have made the difference that did make the difference right there put his lights out yeah he uh that was devastating and but again i was really really impressed that he got hit uh a, a good amount of times he took a good amount of punches and seemed like he just he's one of those heavyweights that can really take a few shots like that and still and still fight on so congratulations to him you, you can't not like tai tuivasa and of course we talked about, oh yeah no listen they're both awesome and i'm excited for tai Tua. again yeah. he's a young guy i can't wait to see what's next for him uh and we talked about Hinato Mocano, uh, Mocano versus, uh, we talked, obviously, we talked about that in detail. And congrats to him. Bobby Green. Yeah. Hey, man. Holy shit, dude. Dude, fucking Nazareth is not an easy fight, man. No, he's not. Dude, that, he's, 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 he's like the truth. But Bobby Green is believing it. He's coming to his own. He was very accurate, splitting the guard, going, dude, Nazareth was getting beat with his hands up, getting split right down the middle. Which, with the, the jabs were beautiful. The one-two was beautiful. The movement. Uh, man, Bobby Green is, is really just never looking better, you know? And uh, that was a big win for him. And it was a shutout. I mean, it was like just him. It was like a one-sided fight. Yeah. Even though Nazareth was trying, to, he was going for it. But he, Bobby wasn't there to get hit. It was just yeah. fucking, and even when it looked like he was, one or two might have gotten through. But look at the, look at the worst. Look at the face of Nazareth after that. Bobby was Bobby's. Bobby is like the when it comes to the rolling, he's the best I've seen. He's like the Floyd Mayweather with the with the rolling. 
as far as uh <laughs> okay. I know what I did today. See the shirt? First see, buddy. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, like I went out, I took my oldest out today. Oh, that's we nice. Went, we went to uh IHOP and then we went to a comic book store. She likes the comics like me, you know. She does. So we went there, we got some comic books, then I went to um Dave and Buster's. Buster's ah. Yeah, man. What'd you do there? We uh we did some air hockey. We did there's the basketball thing that's like Connect Four. You ever do that? It's cool. Like you have to when you when you get the it's like instead of just hitting hoops, like there's a uh, Connect Four. So you get it in and it lights. You have to get four and you know you gotta get four yeah, in a yeah, row. Yeah. So she's trying to block me and that's fun. Did she love it? Ah, we had a blast, man. Yeah, we had a blast, Jimmy. That's nice. So you know it was fun. Great fights and again, first of all. The guy, listen, they say nobody beats Father Time, but I think hey, Andre Olowski, he's, he's beating Oh, my he's God, dude. Fucking, I think he has Father Time on the fucking he's, ropes. He's amazing. What the fuck's going on with this guy? I know, I know. Did he lose his last fight to home? I'm looking him up right now. Did he lose his last? Because he had been on a little bit. No, he won his last one. He did, okay. I'm going to say he did. They should check it, though. No, no, I'll, I'll check because I, no, I, I probably said that. His, I think he won his last five out of six. How about that? Either five out of six or four out of five. Guys, look that up and do not fuck it up. Uh, let's see. No, you're right, Matt. He has not lost since uh, Tom Aspinall. That was you're right. He has won his last three fights. Oh, so three out of four, he won. No, he's won uh, one, two, three, four, five, five out of six. You're Matt, correct. What the fuck I said? Why am I second guessing? Well, and he had. Lo- it's so crazy, dude, because were- he had been on a streak. Yeah, man. Hold on, like where he had lost like eight out of ten fights, and then something just turned around. I always love. I love it when something turns around for a guy and they go on a streak like that. And how old is Andre? He is forty three. 43. Incredible. Just Shit, incredible. Man. I was just listening to some Kid Cudi in the car. He has these lyrics. These well, little- I'm a Kanye guy, so. Well, I mean, Kid <laughs> Cudi. They, oh, you like Kanye? I'm joking. No. He's- oh, what do you like besides Ozzy? Oh, you listen to Ozzy. Um, I like uh, Bob Marley. I like Johnny Cash. I like Black Sabbath. That's Ozzy as well, but I like both. I like Kiss. Kid Cudi, ready? I Want like Bonnie to- Tyler. Once upon a time, nobody gives a fuck. Anyway, he has these nice little lines. Anyway, Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Great fights the other night. Yes. I had a blast watching them. This Thursday, I'm in New Hampshire. This Friday, I am two shows in Boston. And this Saturday, I return to Foxwoods in Connecticut. I cannot wait. The new Chip podcast is up. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And come see me live if you're around. Jimmy. Jimmy, you know what Doug was talking about doing those live shows for his podcast? Yes. I would love to do something with you, pal. I would love to. Um, it has legs. We've been around for a minute, like the kids say. Can we please do a live show? Me, you, we can, we can even have our, our little friends of the uh, 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 podcast there, like Dean Thomas, maybe. Or Absolutely. Phoenix. We should do it at a UFC event the yeah. day before a live version of the podcast, maybe something like at seven o'clock, a smaller place. We don't, not a, not a, not a room where they're doing autographs, but a place where people come in and go, Hey, we're going to sit down for an hour and watch the podcast. Yeah, we got to learn from our mistakes. Agree. And that was two years in a row. So that made me very gun shy about doing it because really? both of those, the first time was in that empty room. We had uh, Don Fry on and we tried to get Anderson on. We tried to get Nate Diaz on. We couldn't get, get those guys on. Your favor. Yes, sir. Ask me if I'm gun shy. Are you gun shy? Bang, bang. No, I'm ready, Jimmy. I'm ready to fuck. I wish I didn't ask that. (laughs) We have so much fun. (laughs) Jimmy, when I get, well, I'm going to, not only am I going to lift you up, it's going to be, I'm going to lift you up underneath the butt. I would like that. I I trust you. First, you're going to smile. You say, put me down. And I'm going to hold you just (laughs) enough for it to be a little awkward. That's okay. (laughs) 
That's all right. If I get a rod on your chest, don't be mad at me. <laughs> you go right your fucking balcony. Jimmy, I love you. Uh, uh, I love everything, you. correct? Uh, yes, all good. I got nothing to say. People, if you don't train with me, you should be training. Train jujitsu, everyone, or yes. do the martial arts. It'll make you a better person. All right? Spread love, not war. I'm getting a little hippie-ish now. I like it. Bye, everyone. Yeah, bye. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.